So picture this. A sketchy rich man donates half his wealth in one day. Uh, The commandeering of another person's horse, clothes scattered all over the, the road, a rowdy parade, cheering and singing, a local celebrity coming into town, stones crying out, grumpy religious people, a king weeping over a city he loves, and a community longing for peace. Now, this might sound like a new Netflix documentary called The Messiah King, but actually this is a historical account found in the Word of God of a rescue. I pray that this story from the Bible would not only be historical, but it would be personal for you today. That the narrative of this ancient kingdom finding hope and salvation and redemption would be your story of rescue, your story of hope, and your story of redemption. So join me as we read the word of God today in the book of Luke in the New Testament, Luke chapter 19, beginning in verse 28. Luke 19, beginning in verse 28. The word of the Lord says this. When Jesus had said these things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And as he approached Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and he said to them, go into the village ahead of you. As you enter it, you will find a young donkey tied there on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent left and found it just as he had told them. And they were untying the young donkey Its owner said to them, why are you untying the donkey? The Lord needs it, they said. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their clothes on the donkey, they helped Jesus get on it. As he was going along, they began spreading their clothes on the road. Now he came near the path down the Mount of Olives. And the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. They said, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd told him, teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if they were to keep silent, the stones would cry out. And as Jesus approached the city, he began to weep over it, saying, if you knew this day would bring peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. Today's message is simply entitled, The Story of Your Rescue. Let me pray over us as we look into the word. Father, we have read your word that is living and active. It is faithful and true. Lord, we ask that your spirit would descend upon us as we worship today. Change our hearts, change our minds, stir our spirits that we might pursue Jesus Christ, that we might hear the gospel with fresh ears, that we might live out your truth for us today. Lord, we ask that this story would be our story, the story of redemption and the story 
of rescue. Oh Lord, hear our prayer. We pray in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen. After these things, the triumphal entry begins. So we must ask, what are these things? Immediately before the long-awaited king journeys into Jerusalem, the Messiah told a wee little man to come down from his tree. We see in chapter 19 of Luke that the man's name, this tiny man, was named Zacchaeus. He was a tax collector. The Bible tells us that he was wealthy. He was most likely politically connected and self-centered. Everyone knew that he had money and everyone knew that he was shady. Even Jesus knew this about Zacchaeus. And one day the Messiah went to Zacchaeus' house and the reaction from the crowd who experienced this monumental moment of grace, the Bible says that they complained. They complained to Jesus and they said, the Messiah has gone to stay with a sinful man. And in this moment, Jesus demonstrated to you and to I that there is not a house that he will not enter. You see, the Messiah came to rescue all people. He came to rescue me. He came to rescue Zacchaeus. He came to rescue you in your moment of need. And I've learned that people in need do not complain about grace. They rejoice. It's people who think they don't need grace. Those are the ones who proclaim. You see, Jesus came to rescue you. Do you find yourself complaining? Or do you find yourself celebrating? The triumphal entry is a story about rescue and salvation. We find these themes embedded in the redemption of Zacchaeus. But there's a second story here in Luke chapter 19. It's a story about 10 people who were entrusted with the king's treasure. The king gave each person 10 minas or almost three years worth of salary. One day the king returned and he found that some of these men had wasted the treasure that they were given by the king. Some of these were wasteful and some he found faithful. Now to the wasteful men, this is what the king says in chapter 19, verse 27. He says, bring these enemies who did not want me to rule over them. You see, salvation is about submission. That's what Zacchaeus learned. That's what we see in the word of God. Now let's look back at Zacchaeus. The word says that Zacchaeus submitted his life and his wealth to Jesus. And when he decided to give what he had away, when he decided to submit to King Jesus, then the Bible says that Jesus spoke, today salvation has come. You see, those who wasted their treasure refused to submit to the king. The rescue of Jesus in your life is linked to the submission and acceptance of his grace. Is Jesus, the Messiah, king of your life? I've learned that we make crummy kings and we build faulty kingdoms. 
But Jesus is standing ready to reign in your life in perfect peace, in perfect truth, and with everlasting honor and majesty. Salvation is about submission. Now, let's go back to the story of rescue that we read in the Word of God. Jesus of Nazareth here in Luke sends two disciples to go into the village to commandeer a young donkey in which no one had ever ridden. This animal was special. It was unridden because it was designated either for a noble cause or for sacred use. This was a normal request as animals were often staged in cities throughout the region to help those who were on their journey. The animal, though, was unique because it was needed for the Lord. Now, I've often wondered, why did Jesus, as the scripture tells us, why did Jesus need this animal? I have no doubt that the king of the universe would have found other modes of transportation to Jerusalem if he were so inclined. But the Messiah wanted to use this animal for his good purpose. Here's an eternal truth from the word of God for you today. Submission to God is to be useful for the kingdom. The story of your rescue on the cross is not the end of your story. It is only the beginning. Jesus redeemed you to make you useful for the kingdom and to make you useful for the glory of God. Can you imagine the Messiah wants you, he wants me? That's exactly what the word of God says. Yes, he rescued you, he restored you to make you useful in his kingdom. The grace of Jesus has come to you because it is going to others. And just as Jesus used this donkey, the Lord wants to use you. He is in need of you. This is the powerful truth of the gospel. By the glory of the Lord, he can use you. He can use me. Finding the donkey, we see that the disciples began to put their clothes on its back and they helped the Messiah mount his ride. Others began spreading their clothes on the ground and the entire crowd cried out, we see in the scripture. They cried out, blessed is the king. We remember that salvation is about submission to the king. This was a similar word from Psalm 118, verse 26. It was often used in times of joyful celebration as a hymn of royal entry. In essence, they were saying, Jesus the King has come. You see, Jesus is not a good addition to your life. Jesus is not your co-pilot. He is not your lifeline. He is not your co-author. Jesus always comes and he always reigns as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. D.A. Carson describes it this way. He says that the kingdom of heaven is worth infinitely more than the cost of discipleship. And those who know where the treasure lies joyfully abandon everything else to secure it. The story of your rescue 
begins when you say, Jesus is my king. Blessed is the king who has come to redeem us. Can you say today that Jesus is your king? What a glorious truth that the gospel opens for you and for me to utter those words. Now, some may not like this. We see here in the scripture in verse 39, we see that some of the Pharisees from the crowd began to speak to Jesus. And they said this, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Can you imagine anyone asking Jesus to rebuke someone? This is the final reference to the Pharisees in the book of Luke who were attempting to squelch the praise of God. Listen to this. When Jesus rescues you, you cannot help but praise him. And even if you refuse to rejoice in the king as the Pharisees did, the reply of God in our life is that even the rocks would cry out if the disciples were to remain silent. Even if you refuse to rejoice in the king, know that nothing can distract from the majesty of God. He is the eternal rescuer. You have a choice. Will you praise him or will you complain? Now in all of this, the crowd mentions another important aspect of King Jesus in verse 38. We see that they said, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. But they also said this, they said, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Now we're already given hints at Jesus, the Prince of Peace. He's riding into Jerusalem which name means the foundation of peace. Do you remember that donkey from earlier in this narrative? Kings who visit cities in wartime would often ride on a majestic steed, a mighty war horse. But leaders who arrive on the donkey would always come in peace. Why is there peace in the highest heaven as the crowd has already proclaimed? Because in Christ, you have peace with God in heaven. Few things are more fragile than peace. As we've seen with all of this pandemic in our lives, you can break windows with a rock, but you can break peace with as little as a word or an ill-given look. But when Jesus comes into your life, his peace is not fragile You are given perfect peace, everlasting peace, and not fragile hope. So I ask you right now, are you at peace? Perhaps something is wrong with the person who claims to know Jesus Christ and not have the peace because he is the Prince of Peace. If you are not at peace in your life, It is time to come to Jesus and know him as the Prince of Peace. Know him as the one who can give you everything that you have hoped for. I want you to know today that the Prince of Peace is your rescuer. 
And after this beautiful proclamation of the disciples, as he's traveling this road to victory, we find an odd scene. In verse 41, we see that as Jesus approached and he saw the city, he began to weep for it. He said, if you knew this day would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. What an odd scene. Jesus, the rescuer, weeping, knowing that the people have turned their back on God's messenger. We see in the word of God that your heavenly father is not calloused. He knows your need. Our Lord here in this passage is looking at the city and he's looking into your, your life and your heart. And as he is looking at you and your need, we see that the, the heart of Messiah melts and weeps for you and for your needs that you are going through right now. Only here in John eleven thirty five do we read of Jesus weeping. And he never weeps for himself, but he always and only weeps for others. You see, this is God's heart for you. A heart of compassion that you would find and embrace your rescuer. That you would find everlasting hope and redemption and love. Your creator is not callous, but he weeps for you. He knows your needs. This is the rescuer that you can count on. But how? Can this triumphal entry be triumphant if Jesus dies days after we read about his entry into Jerusalem? See, the gospel is a story about a holy God sending his one and only son to triumphantly live a sinless life. And he died on the cross in Jerusalem, the very city that welcomed him with shouts in this passage. He was raised again after he died a brutal death on the cross three days later. You see, the triumphal entry was triumphant because Jesus' death was your rescue. His righteousness, his peace, his relationship with his everlasting father became your peace, became your rescue, became your righteousness. This is the power of the gospel. For those that know Jesus as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the King has come in the name of the Lord. And you can proclaim as the disciples had proclaim during the triumphal entry to say he is the blessed one he is the peace in heaven glory in the highest heaven but this is not simply a story for those that know Jesus Christ this is your story this is your peace rejoice as we sing a song of reflection sing loudly and boldly and thank God that he sent his son triumphantly to be your rescuer. Maybe today you have heard the gospel message with your heart for the very first time. We want you to know from the word of God 
that Jesus came to bring you back into relationship. And if you want the Messiah to be your redeemer and your rescuer today, you can pray a prayer of faith that sounds something like this. And I invite you to pray right from where you are listening. Pray a prayer of faith and ask God to come into your life and be your rescuer. You can pray and say, Jesus, today I recognize that it is because of my sin and my bad actions that I need you. Father, today for the first time, I believe that Jesus Christ came to live and die and was raised to death three days later to rescue me from my sin. Father, forgive me. Today I turn from me and I turn to you and I put my trust in you alone. Father, I know that Jesus is Lord and King of all. And today I will follow him as the greatest treasure and the greatest rescuer that I have ever known. The story of rescue in Christ is not simply a historical account. It is a living account. It is your rescue. That is the power of the gospel. We're gonna sing a song of reflection, I need thee every hour. Spend a moment to boldly declare Jesus as your rescuer.